Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. Listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Wole, and we are part of Amp Media. That's amppyramedia.com. What's going on, Will T? Shut the fuck up. Whoa, bro. Whoa, whoa. I know we had, the, we had the uncut show last yeah, week. I know nah, you got to be easy. I'm good. I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm excited. We're going to have a special guest. So I want to kind of get not, into Not just a special guest, a legend. A legend. I call a him a legend. Goat. He's a goat, though. He's a legend. Yeah, I feel you, bro. He's hey. an inspir- He's a guy who's inspired us. Exactly. Real talk. Real talk. That is real. That is so real. Hey, the homie Ray Jeezy's out. I mentioned Empire Media. That's, that's AmpireMedia.com. All right. We'll tell you. I changed the read a little bit, man. Yeah. Last time you said I was hogging the show. All right. <laughs> Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcasts, such as John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones, say it again. Mike Jones. <laughs> hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. You can, oh, excuse me. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app, with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene. Sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. We'll see. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about Daniel Snyder selling the Washington Commanders to, to the Josh Harris Magic Johnson group and the Commanders newly released schedule. Washington Super Bowl champion and legendary radio personality for the Team 980, Rick Doc Walker, will join the show. Then finally at 8.30, we'll talk about John Morant flashing guns, <laughs> the NBA playoffs, Coaches getting fired and with friends with friend of the show, Lex Taylor. But first, right now, I'm kind of boosted. We have Washington Super Bowl champion and legendary radio personality for the team 980, Rick Doc Walker. He also brought us ProView, where he interviews some amazing athletes and coaches. Doc, what's going on, my man? Hey man, just enjoying uh urban sports and you guys chopping it up. And, uh, you know, playing in this game, this is a game and we're all players in it. And the question is, how big is your stadium going to be and how many people can you put the seats? Mm, so true. But, you know, this, I got nothing against hard labor, but I prefer that this be one of the more strenuous things that I do. Mm. I can dig that, Doc. First of all, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining the show. Want to let you know, um, this is Will. You're a legend in my eyes. You're a guy who I've followed his career on the field and also out, off the field. Um, so we appreciate you doing this for us. I appreciate the fact that you guys have it. Mm. So I can do it. Without creators, there's no way to elevate your game. Mm. There's, these opportunities are scarce. Uh, it was, it's not an easy path. Um, as an African-American male trying to penetrate a medium that was quite frankly, not designed for us to do this. Mm. 
And so um, I applaud everyone on every platform, on every level, because had J.J. Green in 1989 not been in WMAL and been so giving, uh, his brother the T.O.P. now, I mean, he's a, he's dominant. But we would spend hours in there on a Sunday. I had a two-hour show when I started on Sundays. And we'd spend eight hours there grinding, you know, just trying to get into the business and not only get in it, but stay in it. Mm. Getting in the door, that's that's easy. Er, than you might think. Staying in it. You know, I was told in JB, and I credit James Brown, and I credit, credit my godfather, Glenn Harris. Because Glenn Harris at WHUR, Let's Talk Sports, yes. that was the only example I had. I had I had him, and I and I always state this because he was such an inspiration. I was so brother had a show, seven o'clock. Let's talk sports. There wasn't a lot of examples, um, and so for me, being lucky enough to meet Jim Vance and to be able to um, sit in his office and get schooled by Vance. Glenn Brenner. Glenn Brenner. I mean, this brother, you know, he played ball. So I was looking for guys who were athletes who had been through trying to make the transition. Because most people, whatever they're doing, I guarantee you they don't retire from the business at 29 or 30. And have to start all over as an adult or have to get into a new industry. See, Glenn was a baseball player. Glenn was in the Phillies organization. So I was looking for guys that were doing, trying to do. I knew that if I could get in this, because Irv Cross had been very kind and very nice and fast, Eddie Alexandra out in Southern California. I'm giving you these names because I honor these people because they could have blew me off. Absolutely. And they didn't. And they allowed me, you know, to put my string and a cup together and get on a show or be interviewed by them. That's why my passion was always to just bring you the stories of these legendary figures. That's, that was my whole goal was to, uh, you need to hear Gail Sayers' story from Gail Sayers. You know, that was important to me, to be able to interview Gail Sayers as I did, Hank Aaron as I did, David Deacon Jones, uh, John Thompson, Bill Russell. That was important so that you could hear the story as I heard it from them. And to be, you know, Muhammad Ali, Ray, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Mike Tyson, because we needed to have the stories translated down so we understood that it's possible for every one of us to make a difference if we're willing to work, if we're willing to grind, if we're willing to do exactly what you're doing by establishing urban sports and to take that, that plunge and to go out and do it. And I, and I guarantee you, if you're doing it for money, you picked the wrong profession. <laughs> but if you, I'm going to tell you that right now. You, you, you know, it, it's like anything else in life. You got to do this because you believe you belong in it and you're going to bring something to the table that enhances it, 
then your re- your riches will, will will come because you got to perform a service. And so that's why I feel about it all the time. It's never personal with me. I know now that I have to be a person that is going to give you the absolute trust and core truth about this corrupt industry. Because mm-hmm. now everybody's on take. Mm. You know, and so now everybody's just getting paid. Now it's become financial. And I'm saying not for all, yeah. but for a lot. So the rules have been altered. Everything's for TV now. DBs are endangered species. They can't touch anybody. That ain't no sport. That's a bribe. <laughs> Absolutely. So trick this. I mean, if you see what happened, no, 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 straight up now. Yeah. Follow me. Uh-huh. If if you if you look at this. Doc. Did we lose him? Hope we didn't. Hope we didn't. Doc, you still there? Doc, you still there? I think we may have lost Doc. We may have lost Doc. Let's see. Okay, well, we'll see you know, I'll see when get him back. Yeah, we'll we'll get him back. Yeah. Because I, I, what, what he was about to tell us, I think, was uh, something important that everyone needed to hear, sp- particularly those who are uh, fans of sports and those who follow the sports media, uh, particularly um, in this market, oh, right? Come back. I'm about to, to, to patch you back in, Doc. Yeah, so. All right. All right. So, Doc, right. we got you now. Okay. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints had a bad call, a no call. Mm-hmm. It was blatant. And it, they lost the chance to go to the Super Bowl. We only get a few chances. Uh-huh. And then, you know, if we go back to Deflate Gate and all this stuff with New England filming people, oh, we lost the tapes. All this stuff to me has soured me. Uh-huh. I mean, it soured me because they're altering the game now, television, and, for, and it's a great game. But you can't convince me that they're not playing games with it. Uh-huh. And then look at the quality, the level of play at the quarterback position. Pathetic. It is, and they can't. You can't even hit them. Yes, bothers me. That you know, bothers me. They were much better when they were in fear of their lives. Yes, <laughs> you know, and so I agree. You know, it's just one reporter's opinion, but I, I'm saying that we're getting a lot of people that are making money now. But I, I want them to understand that they've got to try to develop generational wealth, and not be flashing guns and cars and giving up cash. Yeah, it cringes. Yeah. I cringe. I see that brother John Moran just give up $34 million. You know, and maybe it's not his fault. Maybe he he can't control himself. It's his fault. But you and I both know that's environmental, man. There's some cat that's leading this dude. Yes. He's a follower. He's not a leader. Agreed. You know, he's not a leader. Agreed. And so he's being played by some cat who just doesn't care enough about him. You think he loves him, but he don't. Uh-huh. And uh, to do that twice is a sin. But, you know, that's where we're at right now. And so love what you guys are doing. And my whole goal on it is that, I mean, I, the Burgundy and Gold thing, people treated me like gold in this town. Uh-huh. And I want to treat these kids like gold. And I just want to see them win. You know, I just want to see this area have another parade and to be able to feel good about themselves and not be mocked and not be, I mean, we're a joke now. Yeah, and uh, and I just can't stand for it, and I'm not gonna stand for it because we got some good kids over there, and hopefully, you know, this this mess will get cleaned up so they can play the st- style of ball that I think they can win with. Doc, let me ask you this question: um, 
when you think of this group that Josh Harris has put together, it's really been, I guess, highlighted that Magic Johnson is a general partner and is part of this partnership group. Do you think that's possibly Roger Goodell in the NFL office saying, hey, all right, we need you to bring more diversity to this ownership group. We want to see that. That possibly was one of the stipulations for purchasing the team. Sure. Absolutely. They love you to just talk about that over and over again as if it has eased the door, but it hasn't. Because we have people of color that are capable of being the majority. It hasn't happened. Are you intimating that there's nobody he put up, I think, maybe $50 million. It's 4%. And the brother, I'm proud of him. I'm just so proud of this dude, I don't know what to do. But you tell me you can't put a group together and be the majority? Yes, of course you can. But it's not happening. Yes. Yeah, to me, I've always... And I know that you you can't tell me that there aren't enough prominent African-American men or women who are out there that don't that have the means that could come together or could be the front for an investment group um, such as Josh Harris. But like you stated, it's just that these guys go with individuals who they're comfortable with or people that they know, you, you know, you and look I don't at, blame them. yeah, I don't blame. Them. Listen, I soured on this group when Walter Payton was denied access. Now here's a guy, they love him. They got all these trophies for him and all these awards, but they denied him ownership access. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I'm just saying, I know it you know, makes people uncomfortable. My goal is to make you aware. Because I'm convinced people just don't know. They don't care to know. Because they are conditioned not to think you can. And that's part of the whole psychological beatdown. Never let you think you're capable of doing things that you never aspire to do it. And I don't believe in that. I believe anything's possible. If I work hard enough and bring my talent to the table, I'm here to compete. Now, you may not allow me to all that, but it's not going to be because I'm not trying. That will never happen. See, because I know deep down inside, most of them are cowards. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they hide in groups and behind closed doors. It's clandestine. Everything is, I understand. I get it. I get it, no problem. But I'm just saying in here that somebody has got to represent those that can't represent themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's where it's at. It's not glamorous. It's not going to pay you for it. And they're gonna probably not want you to even get a credential for anything. Mm-hmm. Because that's their way. That's why they know me how weak they are. Because it's never a topic of discussion. We can't even discuss it. Well, I, I think to, you know, now, well, it's kind of the dawn of a new era now for, you know, guys like you who have a voice in this market where previously the previous ownership or current ownership, um, Daniel Snyder, he owned a lot of, he owned uh, the Team 980 when, um, you know, while you had, when you were there and, you know, we know how litigious that he is, but with him out no, of. No, I, I no, I know he didn't have any influence on you, but let me ask you this. Okay. If a program director, if you had a very strong thought on the 
state of the team. No one has or, ever said anything. No one has ever. Oh, okay. Said, hey, maybe you know. Never. Never. They know better. <laughs> they know better. No, nobody. Because why are you why are you hired for a job if you're not going to express an opinion? As long as you're not malicious. Mm. I'm never malicious. I'm never, it's not even personal. It's not personal. I am competitive. And I want to see our guys be on top. Now, if that's a problem, somebody got a problem with that, then, mm. you know, you got a problem. But I'm, I, I don't think that I should have to back off or lower my standards just because they don't understand what it takes to win. I specialize in that. I won on every level of my life, mm. high school, college, and pros. I don't think it's possible to lead others to somewhere you've never been. You might get lucky, but who you want to be? You want somebody that don't have GPS? <laughs> what are we doing? We're giving our programs to people with no GPS. What you going to do? Look for landmarks? I'm just saying it's utterly ridiculous. How many people are experimenting with these multi-million dollar projects and they're completely clueless and they fail over and over and over again, one clown show after another. They get paid and move through it. But in the meantime, if you're one of the players, your career gets shortened. That's why the number one picks are a disaster. That's why that kid, this guy drafted from France, he's the luckiest guy in the world. Mm, absolutely. He's seven foot, whatever, six or whatever. And he's going to pop. Yes, so lucky. He could have gone to some of these other idiots. He'd have been, you'd have never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have been a Charlotte Hornet. There you go. <laughs> and never to be heard from again. Exactly. Absolutely. So what happens? We give our best to the worst. Mm. This draft situation, the worst team gets the first pick. Oh my God! That's why so many quarterbacks are shot. Look at Troy. Got almost murdered in Dallas his first year. He just survived it. Mm. Peyton Manning. They almost get murdered because they go to the worst teams. He got lucky. Got Jimmy. You know, before Jerry's ego went out of line, they'd have still been winning. They'd have about 15 of them right now. Had Jerry not been such an ego maniac and run his coaches out of there, they'd have about 10 up right now because mm. they were that loaded. They were loaded. But then ego comes in, and, you know, you get these guys that it's about them. And they don't understand what tears what Joe Gibbs was so great about. He understood team. Everything with us was the team. And a lot of these guys, their egos won't allow them to do it. They think it's about them, even though they've done nothing physically. They've done nothing from a team standpoint. They're great. They've amassed fortunes. And listen, don't get me wrong. These people are phenomenal in building the businesses that they built. But it has nothing to do with a group, a team effort that's involved in a physical sport. Because this sport's different. It's different. It asks you to do things that require not only a high level of training but a lot of guts because it's just a very physical business that's highly competitive and you know stuff happens Are you, and i mean a man almost died the buffalo game you know against mm-hmm. cincinnati and others have died and daryl stingley we don't when you play you don't even think about it just like soldiers they don't go to war thinking about getting shot. But the truth of the matter is that it's a very, very violent sport. 
and it deserves all that it gets. And I think it's the greatest. I mean, I just love. I mean, I love baseball too. But this thing is is different because of what it requires of you. And you might have to play in, no matter what the weather is, you don't get a pass. You don't get to play indoors all the time. It's whatever, whatever. And that's why it's crazy. But there's nothing like it when you get it going well. All right. Doc, you, 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 you spoke of team and um, this current team, the Commanders. Um, their, their schedule was released last week. Um, what do you think of the, this team's ability to at least get us to 500? To get to, well, to well, get a, to get to five hundred. Well, I, I have another question with that too, though, Doc. Are you into like this whole like being scared of a schedule before it even comes out? Like to judge a schedule off of just the, the, a thing that happened last season in terms of how teams played last season. Now everybody's like scared about oh, Washington's schedule is tough and this, that, and the other. Like the NFL season changes every year. So yeah. I guess my question to you is: Is this whole schedule release type of thing even important? Well, look, not to me. But I'm built differently. And I do see the entertainment value in it. Yeah. If you're not a competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what you can consider it fun, I guess. I don't understand and I and I'm not I'm not shot I, it is I see the fun fun in it. The number one reason I'm for it is for the people to travel up until they added the flex games. Because mm. I've met a lot of people that travel. Mm. The games, and they're very important because they invest a lot, and they really care. And now that I've got to meet them and know a lot of them intimately, they get to now they can book their flight, they can book hotels, they can save a lot of money by knowing that. So now I'm I'm really I'm all for it. Mm. That's the only reason I can see relevance because I know better. Hey, you don't even know who's going to be on your team right now. Mm. True. You could not pick the starting 22 players on this team right today unless you got lucky. So if I don't know who's going to play, how on earth could I predict who are they going to play? And I don't even know who's going to play. But it's still cool because Mm. if your life is that shallow that you can chew up hours playing fantasy, that, whatever, then go for it. Go for it. Everything's not for everybody. Like, I don't race cars fast. I don't drive fast. You kidding me? No, but some people do. Mm. It's whatever. You, But not me. Because I know better. I'm a professional. I get it. Hell, I, until you get to training camp and they go, what do you think about the draft? I said, well, as long as they drafted humans... They have two eyes that work and nose that can smell and taste. I like it. <laughs> what else am I going to pick it on? And, I, and, and now, if you ask me technically, where do I stand? Mm-hmm. I love what they did mm. based on, I want my SEC players to not be on Alabama or LSU or Georgia. I want the guy that plays against them. Mm, gotcha. And we got one. I don't want the guy from Alabama. I want the guy from Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Kentucky, all the quote they call the others. Vandy, give me those guys. Because if you balled out, I know for a fact. See, most of like Georgia, Alabama, how many games they have a year? Three, maybe three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Everybody else they crush. They're a gang. They come down the alley and they got assault weapons. And you got a derringer. Okay, so you got no shot. Oh, no, no, you do have what? You have a very low shot. But when I see somebody at Mississippi State and they balled out against that gauntlet, LSU, Georgia, Alabama. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I like that. I love the kid from Kentucky, the running back. Oh, really? Give me anybody. Now, I ain't mad at Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, but you give me somebody from Minnesota or Maryland, I know I got a dog because I know he had to go up at least. He played five games minimum to where he was outmanned or he was not the favorite. Mm. And he had no other means to fight or get towed up. And they fight. That's the kind of guys I'm looking for. And they get them. Mm. I think this football staff has done a fantastic job middle rounds. First round to me, I don't get involved in it. There's too much failure in it. And I already know. If Joe Jacoby went win undrafted, then I'm good with that. Mm. If Ronnie Coleman went to I'm good with that. I know too many ballers that went on the third and fourth day of the draft. But TV and the hype, you got to understand, the NFL is a marketing machine. And it is the best. So all these shows and draft and all that, hey, man, it's amazing how it is now. And I ain't mad at it. But if I'm competitive and I'm one of these people trying to win, I already know. I don't pay attention to that. Look at the kid, Kensel. My hero is is, uh, Tunsil. He's with uh, Houston right now. Yeah. He's a tackle. Yeah, he had the gas mask. smoking, but he had a gas mask on. (laughs) (laughs) This brother, this brother. And I looked at that and I said, oh, my God. How could that dude be that crazy or whatever? Now, this brother... He's one of the best tackles in the world. He just negotiated his own contract, got new money with. Now, he messed up. See, there's redemption. I don't expect you to be perfect at birth. Mm-hmm. But he showed me he could change. He could adapt. That's what life's all about. Ain't nobody perfect. But if you could have that gas and go in the first round. Now, he cost himself some money and spaces. But he was good enough to still be selected. My <laughs> Miami took him. And now, you know, he's one of the best tackles in football. And the brother has flipped the script, got his life together. I love that. We've seen all the guys come in and all they're talking about is commercials and this and that. Boom, they flamed out. So I'm proud of him. Yeah, you can fail and recover. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be striving for perfection. And that's why I mentioned that, brother. And if you didn't know the story, now you know. And so I think that's important that we got to seek our own news. And you can't trust everything you hear or see. You got to go follow up on your own and get it for yourself. Because you get pimped. Because you can't trust almost anything now. The mediums. How can you trust them? They lie. Half our news is, is, is full of people being proven that they lied. Hmm. Yeah, that's why it's important to. On, yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> why. Walter Cronkite. Yeah, that's. I said, oh, I grew up with Walter Cronkite. Whatever he said, I said, okay, cool. I believed it. Yeah, that's, doc, that's <laughs> now. Now I watch the news for entertainment. 
I don't watch it for news. I watch for entertainment. That's why it's important. Who to you have, gonna believe? That's why it's important to have um, guys like you, guys like us, guys who you know who going to bring you the real who aren't going to and you know who aren't going to make up facts or break up stories just to feel relevant we just want to give people the information well that's important and um you just got to hope that we can survive it because you're not going to be popular with it and they're going to hope that they can silence you Uh. and so don't expect to get promoted or don't expect to get a lot of work i'm telling you (laughs) I've lived it. I already see what the game is. Squeeze game. Uh-huh. So you got to, but thank God you can create your own. I got a podcast. They, they can put me on a schedule or not. That's on them. I don't know. Cool. Whatever. Cause yeah. I'm on, I can now do my own thing. So. Hey doc, you still got, you still got the pro view events. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got Kevin Sheehan's going to be my guest 24th yeah, I'm trying to uh, of May <laughs> at the tower club. I got Sheehan okay. coming in and what we're doing now, we chop it up real. Okay. It's the format. It's the interview format. That's all I ever wanted to do. I just want to get people. It's almost like, uh, you know, I love 60 Minutes and I love Brian Gumbel's deal. Uh-huh. You know, real talk. I just love the fact that, and my man on, uh, I don't know what the network is now, but Monty Jones, he is killing it. Monty this dude got a show. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh-huh. And and it's just idea of he's broadcasting a, really a podcast, but mm-hmm. he's bringing people on so you can see them in real time, and he asks real questions so that you get to know and that these people are real and that they will be honest with you and not BS you. Mm. Because we live in the information age, but all the information is not good and not true. Sure. So it don't matter what... How you can expedite it? Yeah, it's fast as hell, but do you trust it? Uh. Yeah. So now you have to be your own judge, and you got to see what you know. Are you gonna be force fed this crap, or are you gonna be on your own? Well, we live in a society that is still living at a time where things should be better, and yet people still don't even vote. Uh, true. Hey Doc, I do have follow a little, me too. Yeah, I do. I follow. Yeah, I, I, go ahead. I, I have another question for, for, because of Pro okay. When Magic is in town, right? I just need you to have. Who is? When Magic is in town, I just need you to interview Magic for Pro View. Oh and, yeah. And inspire oh, Virginia, yeah. and I just want to. I just want to attend. I want to attend. I'm not gonna lie to you. I want. I want to attend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really. Um, God rest his soul, man. And Coach Thompson. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that was just the 12 years of my life that I. I I can't ask for anything more because I was given that gift and uh, and the fact that he shared and he taught that's why I'm talking to you the way he talked to me because he wanted to constantly make me aware of things that I may not have been aware of Mm. never take for granted that people know what's on your mind or what you're thinking make sure they know so they don't misquote you or not believe, you know, because people really don't know. They, you don't know somebody just because they're on television mm-hmm. or they've had a job or whatever. You, you really don't know them. You know what they're representing at the time. But real is just talk to people that do know them. And you're going to hear about the same thing if the people really do know them. Mm. It's not a show. It's not an act. It's a lifestyle. You know, I, I don't clean my house up a company. Mm. I clean my house up for me. Mm. 
Yeah, I have a standard. Hey, because you coming over. <laughs> I mean, that's what, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but a lot of people don't. They're like, oh, my God, we got company. Well, we we got to go do this and go do that. I say, hell, I'm more important than the company. If the cat who paid for it, if that don't impress you enough, then something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, but so hey, dog, I dog, we were talking about the schedule. I'm going back to the schedule thing. Okay. So go back. All right. So I know. I mean, you're not like you're like me. So I'm not into like the schedule and stuff. But for our listeners, uh-huh. what would you say with the team's makeup, talent? You talked about some of the young dudes not coming from Alabama, not Ohio State. They I like against them dudes. What would you say like for you? What do you think their max is in terms of wins? Regardless of looking at the schedule, off of their potential. Well, I alone. could. I could. I, I will. I'm going to waste your time with that, okay. but I will do this. You need your behind whoop if you're not 500. Okay. You can't make the kind of money they make. In other words, I judge everything by its payroll. Mm-hmm. See, I judge your payroll by expectations. Gotcha. Y'all want to get paid, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants the money. Yep. You hear them talking about all the time. I want the bag. I got a bag for them. I put it over their face. Because he, yeah, because I tell him right now, how you gonna be talking about a bag and you in last place? See, I'm just telling you, man, this ain't that complicated. It ain't this complicated, man. So I'm like, I want to take that I expect quote. I them. I expect you to be 500 if you're alive. Uh-huh. That's a basic. You're a pro. You're supposed to split with everybody in your division. Mm. Well, somebody gonna whoop your ass twice. <laughs> In your division, that's, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's true. So true. I mean, you have no, you don't, you. I don't get you. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And so, how you gonna lose at home and to the same guy twice? So, that's how I'm built. I'm like going, well, hold it. I would wish we were playing Dallas in the opener, or the Giants, or the Eagles, because I want to play my cousins first. Mm. If I could oh have a preference, when you have a team that's mentally shallow, this team is mentally. They're not real strong, in my opinion, mm. because clearly they need somebody to motivate them. That already tells me you ain't my guy. See, you're supposed to be on demand. Mm. You got to learn how to push your own button. But they need somebody to get them cranked up. That's why they come out and lose to Cleveland at home. <laughs> how the hell do you lose to Cleveland at home and then the Giants? So they've already shown me. I know who they are. Mm-hmm. They need to be pushed, Okay. I'm looking for people I got to slow back, pull back, not push. Mm. So I already know mentally this group is soft mentally. Mm. And so that's why Eric B. Enemy was okay. a godsend. He's a godsend. Because this dude is a straight canine. He's an animal trainer. Watch what happens. Mm. I'm already so excited because one man can make a difference. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. He's a guy. So uh-huh. I, I think it's a mentality that you have to have. And and you don't get it when you're angry. You walk in with it. If somebody got to piss you off, you ain't the guy. You, that's ain't what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. So if the Cardinals, that group over there, without the enemy's influence, I'd be worried about the Cardinals. Yeah. I'd rather play the division. Now I don't have to worry about you getting that last lift in. You'll get it one extra one because it's Dallas. Yeah. If it's the Cardinals, you'll let the fan base run around and tell you how much better you are. So how true. You better than you in last place mm. in your division. That's why I always say it, because I want them to hear it. And I want them to get pissed off when they hear it. 
That's why. It's love, but it's tough love. Because I'm sick and tired of losing. And clearly, they ain't getting it from over there. If they did, they'd act like it. And they don't. You hear them already. The bag. Bag. Yeah. Bag. Okay. Bag over your face. That's all. I'm using that one. I'm using that one. That's like it's like teachers. Y'all all all know in school, you had teachers that you went in their class. You knew you don't play. Uh huh. There was teachers you didn't slouch in their class. You didn't talk in their class. You knew. Ah, dude, I'm going to Mr. Cutler's place. I gotta chill out for a minute. You knew. Yep. And then there's the ones the pushovers. You walked in and, you know, did what you wanted to do. That happens in life, man. Uh, don't let these titles scare you and say, oh, the guy's this. They don't matter nothing. The humans, man. And look at their track record. People ask me, well, what do you think about so-and-so? I ain't mad at nobody. Nothing personal. I like them all as people. I think they make great neighbors. But <laughs> Great neighbors. Hell, I don't want them leading my team if they're going to be in last place every year or next to last, seven and nine. I ain't into that 500 crap. See, I'm into getting competing for the NFC title. And you can't tell me that you can go to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles in Philly. Uh You can't beat the Browns (laughs) and the Giants? Come on, Slim. That means you ain't prepared. Yes. Somebody is not getting you prepared to do your job. And that somebody could be the player himself. Not pointing fingers. Uh-huh. I'm pointing looking at facts. People say, what do you think about them? What's their record? It ain't personal to me. Uh-huh. It's just straight fact. What's your record? You got to do better. They have to win more. Your offense has got to score more points. You got to block better. You got to do it. And that's what I'm saying. Eric, the enemy, I trust and I can't wait. Well, hey, Doc, man, we appreciate having you on, man. This has been great. I mean, gave us so much insight. Before we let you go, can you let our listeners know how they can reach you and what you got going down the pipe? Pro view, anything you want to plug? So the, the well, the tomorrow, actually, believe it or not, uh, Jack and I would be on with for Hoffman tomorrow. Yeah, before. I know. I heard. I actually heard that. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm yeah, four to seven. Yeah, I put a canine call. Mm-hmm. All my dogs, they know. Man, I was like, <laughs> y'all come out because he's like, I'm like the movie theater. Uh-huh. You know, I got a rating. <laughs> and mine is that. So, no, it's not. It ain't for the kids. It ain't for the faint. Of, so, I want you to know up front. See, I'm not. I'm not hiding it. I'm just telling you. Oh, Doc, we know. Doc, we know. Yeah, we, listen, we know. I we don't want to be. I'm not rated. I ain't for everybody. So, I that's why I have to put disclaimers out when I'm on. Hey, the alarm, a warning. You know what I mean? And I'll be on tomorrow <laughs> and and Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. Uh huh. You know, I'm doing a weekend awesome. gig, and I tell them all, hey, y'all be careful. You know, I'm like you walk into a room and the red light's blinking is a hazard thing. I just want y'all to be careful when you come <laughs> in this joint because we ain't passing out lollipops. See, this ain't going to be one of them. It, it's going to be a it's gonna be a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. <laughs> and we need the latest thing out on the line to let people know because I want to know the people to deal with me. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? What What's on your mind? Because I don't dig that fake thing about no matter what, I'm going to fall. No, hell no. I don't do that. No, we need to win. We have got to elevate the bar and raise it again so these guys understand just because it's pro ball and you get paid either way, 
we don't get anything out of it unless you win. So do it for us. You already getting paid. That don't do it for us. So I'm saying I want to be a parade. I want to be back down on the mall. I want all that celebrating stuff going like we used to. And that's it. I, that's my only agenda. And, and if they can deal with it, then cool. If they can't, then, you know, they'll have to work around it. Well, hopefully they do. So I need a winner. Yeah, yeah, well. So I'm doing this on the air, the podcast on Patreon. Uh-huh. I've been doing that going on a third year, and I, I love it. I love it. But, but all these venues, nobody has ever, ever, ever told me, hey, don't do Never. Uh-huh. Never. And, and I love that for that. Those people at 980 and 1067, they're fantastic people. The Junkies, B. Mitch and Finley, uh, Danny uh, Ruye, and my boy Grant. Everybody's nice. The Rooster. Man, I got nothing but respect for everybody over there. You know, but this ain't my first ro- rodeo. See, I come into it like a gunfighter. <laughs> you know, and then the Western. So I got two on each hip. And so, you know, we go in there, have a shot, and let's roll. Hey. And I hope hopefully y'all can join me, and, and I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Oh, Doc, thank anytime, we appreciate man. you, man. Anytime, I'm, I'm listening. To, I'm listening tomorrow. I'm listening. I'll be there. I'll be, be careful. There. I'll be listening. Okay, I, I, I'm be careful good. all the time. I know. I know. My my ears are ready for you, Doc. They they ready. <laughs> all right, Doc. Hey, man. God bless you, and God bless your listeners, and you guys at Urban Sports. Keep doing your thing, man. Appreciate you, Doc. Thank you, sir. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate you. All right, take care. Bye bye. That's awesome, man. That was the legendary. DOC, DOC, DOC. We had technical difficulties. We worked around it, though. Yeah, that's we what we gangsters, do, man. Though. We was gangsters. We ain't gonna lie. Wole, I, I commend you for uh, you know keeping it, keeping the ship afloat, man. Yeah. Because I saw everything that you were doing to keep it going. <laughs> Appreciate it, dog. We, we was gangster with though. Actually, we'll have to go to break though. I'm mean, just calling Lex right now. Actually, that was that was that was like that, man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold you. That was like I was like I, I got sound. I was like okay, I got sound. Okay, let's go. I was like Will, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lex, able to make it work. Hello, um, Lex, you there? I called it. I didn't call. Yeah, you know, while Wole tries to get Lex on the line, mm-hmm. currently um, watching the game, yeah, game on one, Eastern Conference hey, Finals. What's going on? What's going on, brother? What's How on, you doing, Lex? What's going on, man? How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I can't complain. All right, you watching this game? You watching? Yeah. You watching the Celtics? I have it heat? on. All right. I have it on, but I'm not. I haven't been paying attention to it yet. Oh man, you you wilding, Lex. <laughs> you wilding, man. It's this game. Hey, is... listen. I was waiting for you guys, so that's why. I okay. Kinda, hey, man. We had. We appreciate that's that. Why I hadn't watched it yet. I, I got you. I got you. We appreciate, we appreciate it, man. That. We had Doc on. Like I told you in the text, man. It went a little long. We had technical difficulties, so we had to get Doc some some more time oh, no. to at the same time. Listen. So. Doc Walker is a great look for that show, man. Keep <laughs> Doc Walker coming. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Lex. Anyway, man, we got Lex, man. He's like Ray's replacement for the night. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have a good time talking NBA basketball. But the first topic we got to talk about, Doc talked about him a little bit. We're going to talk about it, uh, talk about him in this segment. Hey, John Morant, man. All right. Um, as we all know, uh, by now, Ja was caught on IG with a gun. IG live with a gun. He was in the he was in the car record uh, in a car and his boy was recording it, which and that's a whole different thing. Then why is your homie recording this stuff anyway? And it looks like the league wants us to give him a heavy suspension. Um, 
and some some have some have said half a year, full year, whatever. What are your thoughts? Um, what were your thoughts when you saw the video? And you know, since Jock is since uh, Jaws a repeat offender, what was your thoughts? I was very disappointed. Uh, I'm a I'm a Laker fan, of course, but I I love watching Jaws play. He's very exciting. He's entertaining. He's box office. Uh-huh. And when he got suspended earlier in the season, you know, it was warranted. This time. He deserves the book thrown at him because he sat in the office with the commissioner and just basically told him a, a flat out lie and completely went back to doing what he, you know, business as usual with his friends. And my thing is with John, I don't think he understands the impact he has on not only the, the league, uh, but the kids. There's so many children that look up to Ja Morant right now. I mean, you'd be shocked. Uh, and it's disappointing because this kid was literally about to receive the keys from the league. LeBron's aging out. Steph Curry's about to be out. And Ja is about to be – it was about to be Ja Morant's league. But now, you know, all bets are off at this point. You know, he, he's just going to be a – a regular NBA player now. You know, it's a little different between being a an all-star NBA player and a super all-star NBA player like oh, LeBron, Terry, right. and Kobe. Oh, and, you know, those guys. Marketable kind of guys. They're treated like the kings and the prince, like from England or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, he's got so much money that that is kind of tied up into him and so much potential money that he's about to lose because of his – you know, negligent off the court. There's no reason for him to be filming what he's doing in the car. Like, why are you clout chasing? And you're you're arguably the the most entertaining athlete in basketball right now. So I'm, I was I'm very disappointed in Ja. And if the if the commissioner gives him half a season, he is blessed because honestly, I know the commissioner is looking at giving him an entire season just to make an example of him. To, to really shake him up. And I'm disappointed in his family, his parents, because there no one in his circle is stepping up and saying, look, man, you're really messing up a great opportunity. Lex, you, you mentioned something that, that's interesting to me. You, you stated that Ja won't be a star anymore, right? And we know that he missed a number of games this past season and he didn't make the all NBA he didn't make any of the all NBA teams. I think part of that is because of what happened the first time with the eighth game suspension because of the gun. Um, when you when we think about Ja Morant from this point forward, um, whether that's being a half elite, a half a year suspension, do you think he'll be penalized going forward by the media and the coaches when it comes to selection for all star games and all NBA team? Well, the thing, the good thing about all-star games, they're selected by the fans. And I, I don't think... Yeah, so I don't think right now, I don't think he's going to lose the fan support yet. But I, I think if, if this behavior continues, and I think that's what, I, what I'm saying, he's not going to be a star. I'm saying if he continues the pattern that he's kind of like on this the tra- trajectory, is basically saying that, you know, he's just going to be like a Isaiah, Isaiah Ryder when he should be on like Michael Jordan's trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, yeah, you might be in the NBA. You could be a journeyman at this point. You know what I'm saying? If uh-huh. if Memphis just decides to say, look, we're going to just wash our hands of the John Morant experience, you know, 
get what we can from him in a trade and move on, you know, you never know with this kid, man. I, I don't want the kid to just – I don't want him to end up uh, a tragic story, to be honest with you. I really want him to fix his ways. Yeah. You know, get somebody in your circle that's smart enough to realize, like, we don't have to film everything that we do. Because I'm not saying the rest of the guys in the league are saints. Yeah. But they're, they're not on they're IG not, Live. They're and, not hot about and, it. They're not hot about so it. They're so sabotaging themselves. Yeah, you not, know what I mean? Yeah. I, this is my thing. I think he could still be a superstar. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I do think, like you said, if he can continue that, I mean, I still think at the end of the day, you know, some people may like the, the outlaw rebel, you know what I mean, whatever it is. But I do think in terms of trying to stay in this league and play games, he needs to – he needs to ship up. My issue is just, dude, you're a repeat offender. Like, it took you three – like, you just – you're not even three months away from what you did the first time. Like, and you did it you did, you did again. I just think that he has to examine who he has around him, his homies, you know what I'm saying, and just mature up because it's not – I don't like using – because I think a lot of people throw out the mental illness thing and stuff like that. A lot of people throw that out there when they're trying to – and because that, that thing is real. Like, mental illness, mental health is, is real. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a level of this mental health and it's immaturity, right? There's there's a, there's two different there are two different things. And John needs to understand that you know this is real life. This ain't TV. This is real life. You in a business world, man. You making you're yeah. playing a kid. You playing a kid's game, but you're paying you're paying millions and millions of dollars by yeah. Like and you are looked you are looked upon in terms of helping out corporations make money, bro. Like so you have to look at yourself like oh. Dog, I'm a businessman. Like I'm not in this. I'm I'm, I'm a ball player. And I love to play this game. But I'm a businessman. I'm a brand. Yeah, I mean, right. Think- and he's not carrying himself yeah. that way. I mean, he's a billion dollar. John Inc. is a mil- is a billion dollars. Like if he if he was not in in any type of trouble and he just kept the straight and narrow. Yeah, John would make a billion dollars. Like LeBron. Easily. You know what I mean? Easily in Memphis, you know? which is hard. Easily. That's what I'm saying. Like easily. Because he would get at least three more two hundred plus million dollar contracts. If he stayed healthy, if he stays healthy, yeah, playing yeah, exactly. and endorsements, you know what I'm saying. So I'm disappointed that he's immature. But all of his behavior is not just on him. It's even his mom. Some I know. Of the, some I know. Other yeah. incidents, all of them, are. where his mom is calling him uh-huh. to come up there to defend her and to, you know create more. Uh, I don't know. You know no, like it's more issues. Yeah, it's definitely. You're, you're right. No, it's my. It's it's it's, it's, it's it's his whole circle. They all have to learn. Yeah. And it's, especially his close circle, his father and his mom. They all got to. They all. I'm not saying they bad parents. I'm not gonna say that. But I'm saying like their kid. This is different. Like the NBA is different. Like the kind of money your kid's about to make is a whole different level. So they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to understand, and they're gonna have to play play with it. But will you want to say something? No, I, I, no, was, I was just saying it's completely different. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, not only is he the face of the Memphis Grizzlies, he's one of maybe five or six faces of the NBA, yes. which is a multinational, yes. multi-billion dollar corporation. Um, Lex, let me ask you this. Uh, what we, If you are Memphis's front office and you think of just how the season played out, right? You see um, Dylan Brooks, the way that, um, the lack of mature, the, his immaturity um, with handling the media after he ran his mouth about LeBron James. Then you see John Morant um, with his actions. Do you do you possibly start to think of saying, okay, maybe we need to hit a reset button 
Maybe we need to, maybe it's best if Ja Morant is somewhere else if we get the right package. I'm not ready to, that's the nuclear uh, decision. I'm not ready to do that yet because he hasn't committed any crimes yet. These are just, you know, incidents that could lead to crimes, but he hasn't done any criminal acts. Uh The law hasn't been involved in any of this stuff yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, social media, I mean, I mean, this stuff is really a quick fix. Just just say, look, get off of social media. You know, that's one. And then as an organization, Memphis, we've got to figure out a way to keep him busy and occupied. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's with but nice- is it is it that is it that easy? And I say, and I, and I ask, and I ask that question because this, John Moran's 24 years old, right? Yeah. He's of the age group where he grew up on social media. That's all he knows yeah, since he yeah, was a teenager. He ain't getting off of that right? thing. So for us, it's easy for, I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my 40s. It's easy for me to say, get off social media when, That's when, you don't care because when you I don't care. care. It's nothing yeah. I've ever done, yeah. right? But right. when you're someone who's his age, who's 24 years old, who's practically... It's part of your life. It's, it's part of his life. It's, it, it's, it's, it's sort of like water to him, right? It's something that he needs. It's something that he, he's grown up with. It's easier for us to say it, but it's, it, it may be hard for him to actually do it. Like well, him. I'm going to say this. The Memphis Grizzlies as an organization, they really need to get some vets in there um, that can mentor this guy because – I'm not. I'm not really a fan of them getting rid of Dylan Brooks either, because I, I I didn't have an issue with Dylan Brooks. No, he was just know, no. He was an scapegoat. I just had an yeah. issue with him missing all his shots. Yeah. you know what I mean. He was a scapegoat. But I didn't have a problem with him being entertaining. That's part of the NBA. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies are very entertaining. They they disappointed a lot of people this year, you know, because of the situation, all the different distractions, and also the injuries. You also got to take that into consideration. So I wouldn't blow that team up because it's way better to be the second best team in the Western Conference than to be the second worst team in the Western Conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not ready to blow up that team. But I'm I'm just saying like in Josh's case, he needs he needs some good veterans around him that can really mentor him because when you look at a guy like LeBron and you look at a guy like K D, I mean these guys are enterprising. Yes. And they are off the court, they're making millions of dollars because they have set up the infrastructure around them to, to you know, to be busy. Jaws got to – somebody's got to get to Jaw to help him set up his infrastructure because he should have a social media manager. He shouldn't be running his social media at this point. Somebody else should run his social media. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so they have go access. Ahead. Go ahead. So if he does something like this, they can immediately deal with it. But he needs a PR person. Look at, look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has a team of people. He has his agent. He has his manager. He's got a manager for social media. He's got a manager for community relations. John needs that. He doesn't need boys in the hood, you know, hang on, you know, just around him, just one that just party all the time. He needs people that's that's trying to be enterprising. And and that's for me, that's I'm really hoping that somebody reaches out, LeBron. I mean, Nike. They have a plethora of athletes that can assist him. I mean, you look at a guy like Westbrook. Westbrook's a good dude, man. He's a family guy, but he's also a business guy. He's into fashion and different things. 
like LeBron Tatum, they need somebody to mention this kid, man, before he he just does something and he's completely done and out of the league. I'll take like, it a step. I'll take it a step further, Lex. Nike, John Moran has a signature shoe. When yeah, I know for a fact when you have a signature shoe, you have a team. Yeah, you do. Right, you have an infrastructure around you. Right. I don't know if maybe it's John Moran has shunned those individuals. He hasn't really embraced them and let them in. But hopefully this is um, the last of current occurrence of this happening and he starts to move different and he thinks a little bit different. Hopefully yeah, he does. Hopefully he does. He was a media darling. He was. And I think the media kind of, they overlooked a lot of those earlier incidents. But then when the, that gun, the Instagram, the first, the first incident where he was holding the gun, they went and dug up some information, you know, started start doing their due diligence and dug up that some man. stuff. And then that's when they realized that, hey, he bullied a kid at his house. And then he went to the mall and he bullied some people there. And yeah. he bullied some people at his sister's game. Like, And then they're just like, wait a minute, let's put this, this puzzle together. This guy is toxic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's maybe we need to stop trying to, like, celebrate him and, and really put a microscope on him and that's going forward he's going to kind of experience that now and that's why he's going to have to really be on his P's and Q's because everywhere he goes people are going to pull out their cameras now and film John Morant doing something you know yeah. if he goes to the club everybody's going to be filming him waiting for him to do something dumb this is you true. know wherever yeah. he goes so he's got to get smarter he's got to grow up um and he's got to change. If, if he wants to be, you know, if he really wants to be this great NBA superstar, great player, whatever, Hall of Fame player, he's, he's got to ch- make some changes. I agree. He definitely has to change. So, so Lex, you mentioned you're a Lakers fan. Um, last night in game one of the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers fell to the number one seed, uh, the, the Denver uh, Nuggets, 132-126. to 126. Real quick, what were your thoughts on that game, man? I'm going to tell you, man, I'm not one of those uh, – pathetic Dallas Cowboy fans that break their TVs after their team lose and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to tell you, I was disappointed in the way they started the game and how they let the Joker just completely dominate them, you know, in the pain. He is that good, though. I ain't going to hold it, folks. He is that good. I know he's, I know he's, I know he's good, but I mean, it's like watching, it's watching superheroes fight each other. Yeah, yeah. Thanos is good, but look, we got Spider-Man and we got Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was a little disappointed at the beginning, but I do appreciate the effort the Lakers continue to play. They got better in the second half, which they always seem to do. They uh-huh. played better in the second half. Darvin Ham made the adjustments. And AD had a, a monster game. He had 40-something points. Yeah, 40. And, and LeBron, I mean, the veteran, he's the one that actually, you know, kind of lost the game for him with the, the two missed free throws. This is three that he should have gave to to Austin Reeves. I, I like calling Austin Reeves uh, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry West. West. I know. I, I, I saw that, it. I that's saw my it. guy, Jerry West Jr. He should have gave him the ball, but he didn't. You know, and and then he turned the ball over. So I think that game ended with LeBron kind of, you know, making the mistakes. I think they'll fix those. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers will be fine, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a Lakers fan. Um, I think the Lakers. They, I think Jar, I think Darvin Han overreacted initially about changing the starting starting lineup. I thought he just kept 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 it with um, Vanderbilt. That's that's the lineup that kind of has kind of helped you out throughout the season. 
um, and, and in the postseason, other than the Warriors series, that was different. That was a different team. That was a different monster. This this is a different different team where you know you need more height because because in the day, as much as like for instance there are mismatches when you don't have Vanderbilt out there to defend. You don't have for instance if you have Van, if you don't have Vanderbilt out there and you're going with Dennis Schroeder, you're gonna have mismatches with having Austin Reeves on say a Michael Porter Jr. and or an Aaron Gordon, which two guys that can get their shot on them anytime they want to. Or have, or you have Austin Reeves guarding Jamal Murray, expend, expending which, a lot yeah, of energy yeah. on the defensive end. Yeah, but which is better, than to me, which is better, maybe better option, because Aaron Gore's going to bully him in the block, which is going to take energy out of him anyway. So you, you just you have more flexibility if you put in if you put in Vanderbilt to start the game. You just have more flexibility. And it kind of allows Austin Reeves to do a little bit more as an offensive player rather than worried about Michael Porter Jr. rising and shooting on him any day any with ease or having – on a switch, Aaron now had to check Aaron Gordon, who's way stronger than him. So if you take him to the block, that's an easy bucket. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like make it easy for your whole team. Keep your defensive line that you kind of had throughout this whole season and work off that. You're not – I mean, I love Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is like back to bubble. He's like bubble Jamal Murray right now. He's back. Like yeah, ACL. I think that's why I, I thought they should have had Vanderbilt yeah, yeah, starting exactly. the game with yeah, him, him with, him. with him on yeah, Murray. Yeah, so whatever. Like either that works or just just – that way, you don't have two – like, Schroeder is a good defender, but he's a smaller dude. Like, it's he's going to get a shot over him anyway. So, it's just – to me, like, stick with your theme. Don't overreact to it. Let let, let the game one dictate what you want to do. And then also, Schroeder off the bench. Yes. That's going off the bench. Gives you instant yeah. offense off yeah. the bench, and there's no one on that, sec, on that second unit for the, for the Nuggets that can match up yeah. with you. Yeah, and you're teaming them up with um, – you team up with Rui off the bench. Those two off the bench. I just think I just think he overreacted, to be honest with you. I do think that the second half, like you said, the Lakers found some certain things. Rui played good defense on the Joker. Um AD, kept 80 off, you know, AD can play off the ball, play some defense. So that kind of worked for him. Um, yeah. Um, D Lo's gonna have to play better. I mean, if you're not gonna score, I was waiting. I was waiting for you. Oh, to oh no! I'm, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get on D Lo. D Lo gotta be. D Lo gotta play better as a scorer because you ain't. If D Lo can't score, D Lo don't play defense. He ain't good enough. He not. He ain't a great defender. So if you can't yeah. score, then you can't. Then you ain't really helping this team. You know what I mean? So, like, so D Lo gotta play better. He's gotta make them open shots because. The way LeBron was playing in terms of in terms of in the block, LeBron is was get LeBron is getting people wide open threes. There are more th- open threes in this in game one of this series that I see in any game in the in the Warriors series in terms of set threes wide open. You should be able to make these threes. So I just yeah. think that like D'Lo has to make those set threes. I'm not worried about the, like off the dribble threes. All right, that's that's neither here nor there. That's not that's a that's a heat check type of thing. But you gotta make them set threes. Them set threes in the corner. Them set threes on an angle when you can set, gather, and th- shoot the ball. Especially when you are a, you are a good shooter like D'Lo is. D'Lo is a good shooter. He ain't a bad shooter. He's a good shooter. Then you know what? Like that's on you. Like you gotta you gotta be ready. So, but luckily, if you look at clips on social media, say luckily, but you look at clips on social media. Uh, D'Lo was after the game. He was out there taking a bunch of shots after the game. So. At least it lets me know that he's somewhat motivated to try to, you know, make some impact in game two. And I think for me with D'Lo, when your shot's not falling from the three-point line, I need you to I need you to start penetrating and either going for the layup and try to get the foul, or just to one of your teammates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know when you're not having a a, a great shooting night when you hit when you miss the first four shots. You know what I mean? When you start off like that, so it's it's time to, for him to 
to be more mature in his game and be like, okay, I'm not. It's not going down today. Maybe I should shoot the mid range. Okay, if the mid range doesn't go. Then maybe I should just pass to my teammates and see who else might be hot tonight. You know what I mean? And that was my disappointment with him last night. I know he's gonna bounce back because he's had a, a really, a really, uh, a really good playoff run so far. You know, I, I really think even though I would rather have Kyrie Irving. Um, I think Dino has done enough for the Lakers to resign him. Yeah, I think Kyrie needs to come to the next game, and then I, then I know Dino's going to play well because uh, he knows that if Kyrie comes to the next game, he has to play good cause, because he doesn't play well. Kyrie's coming to D, to L.A. All right, so all right, so Lex, all right, we're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, man. All right, the all right, right now the Heat the Heat are playing, but the Celtics Heat are up thirty nine thirty seven. In your opinion, for you, man, who's going to win this series? And in how many games? It all depends, honestly, which Jason Tatum shows up. Because if the Jason Tatum that played in game six shows up, um, that played in that first half of that game six uh, series with Philadelphia, then Miami has a great chance of of beating them. But if the Jason Tatum that that played in game seven where he dropped, you know, 50-plus points on those guys, um, he's 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 tough when he's playing like that. Him and him and Brown are arguably the you know the dynamic duo. And I mean, if if he resigns, if Brown resigns with with Boston, Boston should run the table for the next five years. They should at least be in the Eastern Conference Finals for the next five years. Mm-hmm. They're a really good team. I mean, top to bottom, Boston has they have the talent to, to overtake this Miami team. who been on a really good run. Yeah. Um, but you also got to take into consideration. Miami has, you know, after they knocked off Milwaukee, I mean, they played the Knicks. The Knicks aren't the Knicks are not a great basketball. So they didn't really, they didn't really, they might be, and they didn't really play anybody in that in that next round. I think I think Boston will win this series, and they should probably win it in five games. It's my personal opinion. I think Boston should be back to the finals. Will T, what do you think? What do you think, my man? Um. I think this is I think this is another another one that goes I think it goes 6 okay at the minimum okay um the only reason I think and and Lex you made some great points if we look at if we just look at talent alone right Boston is clearly the far superior talented team the will is different though but the will of Miami yeah Miami's will and one thing that people consistently do they underestimate Eric Spoelstra's ability to, within a game, to counter yeah. whatever to take away what your team does best. Yeah. That's one of the things he does. He does. He he's great at. He finds out what you do best, and he takes that away. But the talent talent usually wins in the NBA. Uh, I mean, talent, you. I mean, you. I mean, wins. you. Usually, but let's look at uh, let's look at Miami's first two series. Milwaukee, my, Milwaukee my, my was a clearly more, yeah. was a more talented Milwaukee team than Milwaukee, team, yeah. and because they lost Tyler Hero, yeah. I think that New York, what had more talent, that was actively out there on the court versus this Boston oh, yeah, team. Brunson and yeah, Brunson and, and, and Rand, Rand, Rand. I mean, I, I always feel like Randall's one of your go-to players is the problem. He should be a third option, but it is more talented than Miami's got a bunch of outcasts with Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than Bam, Bam, too. I get Bam credit. Bam is a good, a solid ball player. And then also, uh, 
Kyle Lowry, that's a guy who knows how to win. Yeah, I think Miami's just well coached. That's the reason why they they get here. Like, it's the reason why Miami got to the finals in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? The reason why last year they got to the Eastern Conference. They got the Eastern Conference Conference finals last year? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's because of the coaching. I think Eric Spoelstra just gets the best out of them because these guys are all like – these are all grunt dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they just work and they play team basketball. Um, Miami – I think Boston should win because I think Boston is a different beast compared to any other teams that Miami have played. But I think Boston is just one of the best teams. And I think Boston would have beat Milwaukee, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even into, like, the whole Milwaukee thing. And Boston is one of the best teams in all of basketball, east or west. I think Boston can easily win a championship. You know what I mean? Because of what you mentioned, Lex and, and um, Jalen Brown, who I think is so underrated as a, as a, as a player. I know a lot of people want to call him like a Robin, but I think Jalen Brown is just like another Batman to me. I think he absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you I think he's gone. I think, I think he's gone. He's yeah. probably he could look like he's yeah. And I get to just because of the chatter, but I feel like the league has been. I think the media and multiple entities have been trying to split them two apart for a while um, because it's like all right, Jalen Brown can get his own like like we got to talk about Jalen Brown as if. Tatum is way more, way better than Jalen Brown, right? That's the that's always been the narrative. If you anybody who knows Jalen Brown from if you follow Jalen Brown, you know that Jalen Brown is a highly confident individual and he's not scared and no smoke and he believes he is just as good as anybody in the NBA. Period. So when you when you when the narrative even within your organization it tends to be like they sway more to a Jason Tatum, to which I agree with. I think Jalen Brown has seen it and he's like. Hold fast, bro. Like I'm just—I mean, I, this is my dog, but I'm just as good as this dude. Don't get it twisted. Don't make me seem like I'm not on that level. You know what I'm saying? And he is. Like he's—he's a, he's a great two-way player. Jenna Brown plays defense. He plays—he's offense. He improves every year. He's young. He's all of that. But I do think, in terms of my argument about them winning the series, I think they're just as—I think they're just—they could be anybody in the league. So I, them playing Miami doesn't. I think that Jimmy Butler is going to have to be has to has to have like one of the best series. His, his he's going to have to have his best series. To be honest with you, in my opinion, and also that's tiring. You know what I mean? We saw that in with Golden State and the Lakers, right? Yeah. Yo, Steph was the man. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Steph was the man, but that dude got tired because he had to carry that squad for two, like for 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 a series in this one. Jimmy had. To, Last year, I'll give Jimmy credit. Like I don't feel like he had to work as hard in the New York series, but in that in that Milwaukee series, he had to work hard. He had to work hard in that Milwaukee series. He's gonna have to work hard in this work hard in this in this series. And I don't know how long them legs are gonna last in this series. Yeah, he's gonna have to work because you know which which guy do you take yeah. each night? Do you take Tatum or do you take Brown? Yeah, and they both can defend too. That's the thing. They're both gonna. There's gonna be times. There's gonna be times in the fourth quarter. Where those two are going to share duties on Jim, on Jimmy Butler, they both can defend. So that's even even more work. But if anybody could do it, it'd be Jimmy because Jimmy got will. I, I definitely agree. If anybody could do it, he definitely has the will. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but Alex, man, it's good to have you on. Everybody, end the show because we like overtime, like a mug. We're gonna have you back on. We're gonna have you back on though. You know it to talk some basketball. Probably, you know, I probably can get you back on next week. I owe that to you. Since we okay. had Doc, we had since we had Doc on forever. Hey, subscribe to our <laughs> podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media, at amplifiermedia.com. And this show can be found on the Podcast DC app. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Anyway, I appreciate Lex being on. We'll see 
the normal, you know, me and Wiltie hold it, held it down. Doc, for being on the show, man. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. Yeah, Deuces. A-Mega, lead us out, big homie.